God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless even you. Welcome to the Midweek Power Nugget with 15 minutes of your day. Can change, will change. If you allow God to speak into your life, he will transform your absolute entire life. He will transform your perspective. He will bring modifications to what it is that you've been accustomed to and line your life up to live more like him. We bless the Lord for just another opportunity to be in the land of the living. We thank God for him thinking about us, him having his eye on us, him uh, loving us enough that he allowed us to be a part of his life plan on today. We bless the Lord on today that he spared us and kept us another few days since we've been together on Sunday for now him to speak to us once again. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' name, God, we bless your name and we give you reverence. God, we thank you now for just life, health, and strength. God, we glorify you on today for keeping us on your mind. God, we honor you on today for just another day. God, we know that there's nothing we could have done to earn this day. There's nothing we could have done to secure us another moment. There's nothing we could have done to erase things that we did that cause us not to uh, be uh, uh, still here existing. But God, you already had in your plan what you have purposed for your children. It's got nothing to do with what we think, what we plan, what we desire. It has to do with your desire. All that we are, all that we have, all that we do should be to give you praise and to give you pleasure. That's what we were created for. Now, God, as you speak to us, on today, as always, oh God, we pray that you would speak to every facet of our lives. God, that you would transform our carnal thinking, our natural thinking, our fleshly thinking into what it is that you would desire for us to do. Mold us, God. Make us, God. Shape us, God, into who it is that you originally created us for, oh God. Father, let our flesh line up with our spirit, man. So that means, God, we need you to speak into our spirit, man. We know we'll be spoken to, oh God. We bring you reverence, God. We thank you. Thank you. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Again, we just thank God for another opportunity to be in <clears throat> the goodness of the Lord in the land of this living. On this morning, our travels take us to Luke, to Luke, the 22nd chapter. Luke, the 22nd chapter. And we will, Luke, the 22nd chapter, and we will start at the 35th verse. Luke, the 22nd chapter, starting at the 35th verse, and we'll just be reading a few uh, verses from there. Luke 22, starting at verse 35, and we may read this from a couple of different versions. Starting with the New American Standard Bible, it reads as follows, and he said to them, this is Jesus speaking, when I sent you out without money belt and bag and sandals, you did not lack anything, did you? They said, no, nothing. And he said to them, but now, whoever has a money belt is to take it along, likewise also a bag. And whoever has no sword is to sell his coat and buy one. For I tell you that this, that this which is written must be fulfilled in me. And he was numbered with transgressors. 
for that which refers to me has its fulfillment. They said, Lord, look, here are two swords. And he said to them, it is enough. Jumping to the, <clears throat> jumping to the Passion Translation. The Passion Translation, starting at Luke 22:35, reads as thus. Then he said to all of them, when I sent you out empty-handed, did you lack anything? Not a thing, they answered. God provided all we needed. Jesus said, but now I say to you, take what you need. If you have money, take it, and a knapsack, and a sword. Danger is imminent. For the prophetic scripture about me, he will be accused of being a criminal, will now come to pass. All that was prophesied of me will be fulfilled. The disciples him, told him, Lord, we already have two swords. You still don't understand. Jesus responded. Let me go to the message. And I'm only going to read verses 35 and 36. Again, we're in Luke 22. Reading verses 35 and 36 from the message. It says, Then Jesus said, When I sent you out and told you to travel light, to take only the bare necessities, did you get along all right? Certainly, they said, we got along just fine. 36, he said, this is different. Get ready for trouble. Look to what you'll need. There are difficult times ahead. Pawn your sword, excuse me, pawn your coat and get a sword. The word of the Lord is blessed. I really want us to focus in on verse 35, verse 35. And again, from the message, it says, when I sent you out, told you to travel light, to take only the bare necessities, did you get along all right? The disciples responded, we got along just fine. In the, uh, the Passion Translation, their response was, not a thing. God provided all we needed. The word of the Lord is blessed. As we continue on in this month, talking about finances, talking about money, on this morning, I want to share with you that God uses money to provide direction. God uses money to provide direction. You all, the word says that if we pray for anything in God's will, believing, it will be given to us. But what we have to understand is that God's will and God's way are not always exactly lined up with ours. It's not always coincidental with how our will is, how our ways are. So when we turn our finances over to God, we also have to be willing to accept his direction. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. I, I get it. I understand. Because many of us are impatient. Many of us are impatient and we uh, seek our own way without any clear direction from God. Sometimes even borrowing money to do the work of the Lord. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? <laughs> that, that's what we do. We, as opposed to waiting to see how God will be God in his God-sized dreams, his God-sized ideas. We become impatient. Well, God, you told me to do this, but 
you know, you haven't told me how to do it. You know what, God, I'm just going to, I know so-and-so got it. I'll just get it from them to do it. Or, or we go and take out a loan or we, we go and do things. And we end up borrowing money to do something that God told us to do. Do you think God needs financial institutions or need us to go into debt? If the Bible says that we are to be lenders and not borrowers, then why would he expect us to, to, to uh, 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 contradict his word? We forget that God says he will not frustrate his work for the lack of money. He, he, he's not going to cause us to be frustrated, cause his work to be paused for the lack of money. That's what we saw in, in, in verse 35. It says, when I sent you out with the bare necessities, with nothing, when I told you to take nothing, did you lack for anything? The disciples said, no, we didn't lack for anything. You all, there's nothing wrong with asking for God's direction. But it is wrong to go our own way without waiting for God's answer for direction. What's the, what's the point? What's the purpose of asking him what we should do, but then not waiting for an answer, especially as it relates to God-sized dreams? So in order for us to recognize God's directives, we got to understand, first of all, God's view of money and how he uses money with us. You all, God uses money to strengthen our trust in him. Yes, he does. I mean, I want you to think about it in your life. Where is the biggest area that you tend to have a challenge with trusting God? Oftentimes, it's our finances. Right? Oftentimes it's us saying, I don't, I know what I'm supposed to do with money, but I don't see how this is going to work. So I'll just do such and such. And that's not showing that we trust God. We can trust God in every aspect. I think I've said it in a previous Power Nugget. We can be saved in every facet of our lives except in the area of money. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a way to be delivered from smoking, delivered from drinking, delivered from cussing, delivered from even overeating, but not be delivered from how we think about money. And you all, the Bible tells us in Matthew 6 and, and, and uh, 33 to seek first God's kingdom. This is not foreign to you. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and what will happen. And everything else will be added to you. If we trust him, if we show him that we're giving him total control of us, including our money, if we trust him, if we accept our positions as not owners of our money but stewards of our money, God will show us that he is in absolute control. He does use money 
to strengthen our trust in him and to develop our trustworthiness with him. If he can trust us with money, then he can trust us with greater responsibilities and the greater riches that he has. God uses money to prove his love to us. God assumes the responsibility of providing our basic needs. He takes that on. That's his responsibility. When we transfer all the direction of our money to him, in other words, God, what do you want me to do with this? He uses money many times. He'll use money to meet those basic necessities of life. You all, do you realize that God uses money to demonstrate his faithfulness toward us? It, it, it was back in Deuteronomy where Moses discovered and reminded the children of Israel that it is God that gives us the ability to what? Make wealth. Our security is in God, you all, not in our jobs, not in our bank accounts, not in our 401k, not in our stocks, not in our investments. It is in God. And when we realize that God is faithful huh, through financial means, it encourages us to rely completely and absolutely on him. You all, there's probably no way that God can direct our lives more succinctly, more in detail, more meticulously than through the abundance or the lack of money. And too often we believe God directs our lives through the abundance of money, but he'll also lead us down his directed path by doing what? Withholding money. You all listen. God desires to direct us, and he will use our finances to do just that. He offers us countless financial principles through the word of God. And those financial principles are intended to make our lives more meaningful because God is interested in us, how we earn money, how we spend money. And once we understand how God uses money and why he use, chooses to use it in a particular way, we become more familiar with his plans and his purpose and his will for our lives. And we are able to recognize and to comprehend his direction for our lives. God uses money to direct our lives. Let's pray. Father, we bless you now. God, we give you praise. God, we thank you on today for reminding us that our source is in you. God, we pray on today, oh God, that we will lend our ear to hear what you have to say to us about what you've entrusted us with. Help us to be your change agents today, oh God. Let it start with us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. God bless each and every one of you. Have an amazingly God-blessed day in Jesus' name.